1: Almost all the nfr buckles have kind of been the same ever since we started you know so so a lot of those are traditional designs that don't change which is good you know i mean that's that's good just like the gold buckles i mean the gold buckles have stayed pretty much the same since the 70s i think you know and uh, so it's a it's a traditional design and they don't want to change it i mean you can see some but you can see a world champion walking you can look at that buckle from a distance you know what it is you could tell.
2: But, you know, other, you know, he's talking about just the design engraving aspect, all those other right. ones. I mean, every one of them is different. You know, the design's the same, the standard design. But, you know, every pattern we draw, you know, when we're talking, you know, there's designing, which I guess I take designing as pencil and paper. And then there's our patterns and engraving, patterns and engraving. Um, so every single one, like we've been working on a bunch of buckles lately. And, Everyone, I've done a different pattern on, you know, for the year-end buckles and stuff like that. So everyone has different patterns on it pertaining to engraving, but he's saying, you know, the the old designs are the
3: same. NFR Extra episode 113. We're going gold with Montana Silversmiths engravers, Justin and Travis Deacon on this episode. The Deacons share their father and son relationship working together and the artistry that sets them apart from all the other manufacturers. Enjoy our conversation with master engravers, Justin and Travis Deacon.
0: Finding your custom NFR experience in Las Vegas just got a lot easier. New this year is a resource that links you to every hotel offer. At NFRExperience.com forward slash stay your way, you can shop for the hotel that best fits your plans. Everything is there. Information on viewing parties, concerts, price, transportation, location, and so much more, all in one place. Go to NFRExperience.com forward slash stay your way. One Vegas, stay your way. Hey,
2: this is Ryan Bingham and you are listening to NFR Extra.
3: It all started with a dream. Looking back to 1973 in Columbus, Montana, a local rancher started building buckles in a small custom shop to fill a need for awards in his community. Over the years, developing this grassroots business, Montana Silversmith, grew the Western and custom buckle business exponentially. And by 1976, they stretched their creativity and artistry to a successful launch into the jewelry market. Montana Silversmiths believes that there is a little bit of Montana in everyone, meaning everyone, regardless of background, can wear the West their way. Whether you live on a working ranch or suburbia, discover the romance of the West by wearing the West your way. Discovering something for everyone with Montana Silversmith every buckle has a story justin and travis deacon from montana silversmith fellas welcome to nfr extra how are you guys doing today
1: doing great how about you doing good
3: not bad man you know we're uh nfr coming here to vegas and a lot of people are getting excited and you guys are a part of something that everybody chases this is uh this is a fun conversation this is um when we talk about gold buckles. And I got to tell you, before we dive into just asking you questions, the gold buckle conversation with Brylon, myself, Steve Godert, who, when we interview champions or people that are hoping someday, that, that conversation about the gold buckle, I mean, it is so, it's such a powerful um, being within this rodeo industry and what people chase and what it means to everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cool part is, you know, you guys get to make that, right? And get to make that happen. And, yep. and it becomes so, I don't, look, I've never watched like interviews of the guys that make, you know, the Stanley cup or, you know, work on that stuff. Or, I mean, it's something that passed down, but these are things that are, I mean, it's what it's all about, right? It's all about that gold buckle. Yeah, the money's huge, but man, you get that gold buckle. That's something that nobody can take away from you. And
0: exactly.
3: so, all right, I, we're, we're talking about engraving. let hi. Let's start off this process. You, what is it that when you get started and, and how does your, let's just go through like a timeline of how things go. The NFR ends, when did things start for you for like 2022? How does that, how do things get going for you when, when you start working <clears throat> on the next goal buckle?
1: Well, we, we try to get started as soon as we can. You know, I mean, there's a there's a lot of things involved, getting materials ordered and all that kind of stuff. but. You know, I mean, we'll, a lot of times we'll start in January or February, as soon as we can. I mean, so we don't get down to the end and be crunched, you know,
3: now, and I know we're going to really good dive into a lot of this, but I mean, is it something that you, how how long do you, does this go? You know, because six
1: months, is that what you're asking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. All year. I mean, we work on them buckles all year long.
3: And do you like start and stop and like, nope, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah,
1: we've got a lot of other buckles we build too, so so we we get like I said, we get started as soon as we can, so
3: Nice. Well Is, Go ahead, Brian. Sorry.
4: No, you're good. Is there a difference in the detail that goes into these gold buckles versus, you know, your buckles throughout the year? I mean, obviously there's different levels of buckles you yeah. can order, but what does that timeline look like when you're talking like engraving a gold buckle for these champions versus engraving the standard buckle that you want to design for your kid
1: yeah no no there's a big difference i mean the gold buckles it's kind of like the guys winning them for us i mean it's the same thing i mean for to get to a level to be able to work on gold buckles is a huge thing for us as engravers you know because we put a lot of years in to to get to that level and so when we work on them buckles we put everything we can into them you know because they're a gold buckle they're the they're the best thing that we can work on. That's what we want to work on: is gold buckles. I mean, if we had our choice, that's all we'd work on. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, it was pretty surreal the first time gold buckle ever got set on my bench, and you know, I said, "I," you know, I said, "Work on this." You know, it was a pretty surreal moment for me, and, and every year I look forward to that, you know, because it's it's the pinnacle. It, it's awesome,
3: you know. Before, all right, let's let's go back. How did you? First of all, we're talking to, you know dad and son and just a family relationship here, which is amazing. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I look, I love my son, but I don't know, man, we were, we butt heads. Like I love them, <laughs> but like, I couldn't imagine, yeah. you know, and I'm sure you guys do too, but mm-hmm. how did, first of all, how did, how did dad get involved? And then obviously you got son where, how, take us back when you first got yeah. in craving, what, what's the story there?
1: Well, it's kind of a little bit of a long story, but it, it really is a family thing for us. And, and my brother started it and, uh, he got, he got involved with it way back when, well, I was still in school, and he was just in high school, and he got started with a company in Wickenburg called JC Trophy Buckles, uh, Jim Custer, the Custer family, you know, you've heard of Cody Custer, and Jim Bob, and all those guys, we were friends with all them, and, and, uh, my brother started working at that company for Jim Custer, and that's kind of, kind of where the bug got started for him, and, uh, he, he worked for years doing that, and then as I got a little older, my brother was seven years older than me, and and uh, as I got a little older, he brought me into the circle, and I started, when I was about 16 years old, I started learning how to engrave, and uh, I'm 52 years old now. I've been doing it ever since, and uh, and then as my, believe it or not, my son, his whole life, that's all he ever wanted to do. Oh, yeah, you know,
2: my and my dad you know he's superman you know my uncle I mean I just looked up to these guys so much and there was never a question I remember in kindergarten they had to spell out a sheet what do you want to be when you grow up and where do you blah blah and even back then I was writing engraver on there you know so naturally it's just what there was never any question what I wanted to do you know
4: I guess I have curiosity does it start on leather or do you guys just have like little etching metal sheets that you just start
1: yeah, just start on practice plates, little pieces of silver, and just kind of, there's a, you know, I mean, there's kind of steps you go through to learn. You start at the simpler things, and, and you just work your way up, and you get to a point where you get to where you can cut buckles, and you do that for a long time. You're just sitting there, you're the grunt, and you're cutting buckles until, you know, until, and it's kind of up to the individual person how, how far they take it, you know, as far as how good you get at it. You know a lot of people get to a point and they're like well that's as far as i want to go uh that didn't work that way for me or, or my son either way we wanted to we wanted to do more and do better so so and when, when you're,
4: you're talking cutting buckle no you're good when you're talking cutting those buckles this is a sheet that is then layered right like how do you actually assemble the buckle when it is it doesn't get built all in one piece correct
1: no no they're you know, there's quite a process that goes along with building the buckle, you know, I don't know how much you want me to break it down, but, you know, I mean, that starts basically from, a, you know, your design, you know, and, and I start everything with a pencil still, I'm kind of old school, and and I draw draw a lot of stuff with a pencil, but I do end up having to put it in the computer, which I still fight, because I'm old school, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we build bases, and hand saw parts, and lay the buckle out, and there's guys that solder, you know, there's an art, all to that, you know, just learning how to solder, you know, and, and a lot of people don't realize that, but it, it's quite a technique to learn in itself. And, and uh, you know, there's backing and buckles and polishing buckles, and then it comes to us to engrave and then there's finishing. And I mean, there's a, there's quite a process into building the buckle.
3: So, okay. So I understand the master engraver, how, where do you go? I mean, is there schools for this or is it all just training and apprenticeship? I mean, how, how does that get started? And I mean, I would imagine we're talking again yesterday, we're talking about hunting with Aaron Davidson, right? And that there's, there's anthropologists and for hundreds of years, right? Humans hunting and things like that. Same here, right? The the, the engraving side is goes back to, I'm man, I'm, my school's not good with history, but I mean, metal and folding and, and molding that into design and whatever it may be has been around, ever. Yeah. How does that master engraver kind of, how do you get started? Where do you go? I mean, what what are those processes?
2: Well, I, w- I was very fortunate because, uh, you know, my dad being my dad, he's worked here for so long. As soon as I turned 16, they brought me in here on an apprenticeship program. And, uh, basically I just got to be under my dad and, uh, he just, uh, you know, for, for at least the first year, I never touched anything production wise in this building. You know, I just, sat there on plates and plates and plates and you got so tired of seeing plates, you know. And uh and then, you know, but slowly you worked your way up and then, you know, you get to start working on some buckles and and uh you know before you know it, I, I got to be working on gold buckles, you know, and that's that's the you know very short version of it. But I got very lucky in that aspect because nobody's I don't think there's very many people that ever have that opportunity that I did.
1: There know? there are engraving schools out there, you know, um but uh, like Emporia, Kansas there's a school there but the actual hand engraving that we do there are I don't know of any schools of it I mean you you almost have to learn from somebody that knows how to do it you know the there's a you know there's jackhammers and stuff the well, shit I kind of fumbled that but there there uh you know there's other schools to learn but not to do the actual hand engraving there isn't that yeah. I know
3: Yeah I mean Because this is such a unique niche, right? Like there's just, it's, you either have to know you guys and grow up in that environment or it's like, you know, or you're somehow at home figuring things out on your, I mean, like, right. It's
1: kind of a dying art, believe it or not. It's a shame, but you know, there's not too many young people coming up in it. As a matter of fact, I think Travis is about the only one that I know of. It's pretty small industry really. And uh, a lot of the, a lot of the old guys that have been doing it for years, they're gone. Wow, they're they're dying, and it's 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 unfortunate.
3: Yeah, totally. And so, how where how did when? Maybe I missed this, but how did you get connected to Montana Silversmith?
1: Well, like I said, it's a small industry, you know. And and most of us guys that have engraved, with the exception of like Travis and stuff, have been around. Excuse me, to a lot of these other companies, and we've worked for them, you know, because it's a small industry. So there's really You know, if you're a hand engraver, there's not a whole lot of places for you to go, you know, and and uh, they actually just called me on the phone one day I was working for a little buckle company down there in Wickenburg and one of the guys that I knew here that was an engraver called me and they were looking for an engraver up here and that's kind of how that started.
4: I want to switch gears a little bit from the engraving of buckles and talk jewelry because that's my favorite thing from Montana silversmith. Sure. How did the jewelry get involved in your guys' craft?
1: Well, that's a good question. I, I mean, that kind of started before I even started working here, you know. it's uh, I, don't, I don't really know how it, how it come about, you know. It went from a buckle. It kind of started as a trophy company building trophies, and then they started dabbling in buckles, and then next thing you know, we're building jewelry.
3: You are listening to NFR Extra with our guests, Master Engravers Justin and Travis Deacon. Let's take a quick break.
4: Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan to fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit NFRExperience.com.
1: Hey, this is Ty
2: Murray, nine time world champion cowboy, here on NFR Extra.
3: Justin and Travis Deacon from Montana Silversmiths here on NFR Extra.
4: Is there a detail that goes into jewelry that's like a different technique or is it all the same like are there different techniques you have to have in order to have jewelry just because it's a smaller piece sometimes or the bending of it, the placement of like these other stones they're putting in? Like what other things do you have to deal with versus a buckle?
2: Well, uh well, jewelry, just like you said, it's a lot smaller a lot of the times. And uh, so, yeah. Sometimes, you know, we're working under microscope. Sometimes you got to crank that microscope way up there for certain things. You know, there's been just little tiny things to engrave that you wouldn't even think would be worth it. But in the end, it is, you know. And uh, and you know, sometimes the challenge with jewelry is from holding it. You know, sometimes that's just challenge because we work on. Uh, imagine a ball with like a vice on top. That's kind of what we work on and that's what we clamp our materials into so it can move any way we want so sometimes just figuring out a way to hold that jewelry in there without damaging it that's a challenge honestly but uh but yeah I mean no you pretty much the skills that you acquire doing buckles it pertains to jewelry I mean it pertains to everything and sometimes you might have to make a tool that you never even knew existed for a certain project you know sometimes you do have to do that you got to you know you'll be working on something that you've never come across and you gotta try something new and take a risk sometimes and and you know so yeah there. you know but from a buckle to jewelry there's not a whole lot of engraving difference really just uh you just gotta wh- whatever you're working on just depends what you're working on really you know
4: do you have a favorite pattern like is there
1: mm-hmm.
4: one that you just know you can whip out quickly like what's the difference between those
1: you know every techniques? every single pattern that we do is different I mean, there's, with the exception of like, if you have a group of buckles that are the same, sometimes we'll come up with a pattern and we'll reuse that pattern as we go. But we actually hand draw those patterns on every time with a little pin that's a, it's like a little felt tip pin that's real fine. And we sit there and hand draw all that stuff on there every time.
2: So every, every single thing is different, even if it looks the same, you know, every single thing, because they might have the same pattern, but you don't cut it the same every single time. Everything's different.
3: Yeah, okay. So we're talking about designing here and you talked about, you know, your old school using pencil and paper, which man, it still works, right? Like it still works and it's the, the sure. loss of art, but then you brought up computers. So I'm assuming Travis, do you do a little bit of both or what, what I'm curious about is like, what software do you use to design and kind of walk us through? I would imagine pencil to paper, maybe scanning something in or, mm-hmm. or things You're like exactly that.
1: Right. Yeah, walk,
3: yeah. Can you walk us through that process?
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, I mean, designing is, it's kind of like building a buckle. You know, I, when I design something, I build it in pieces. It's so, you know, I mean, I might sit down and do a little sketch and have an idea in my head. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to draw. So I sit down and tighten everything up on my drawings. But, but, you know, a lot of times, by by the time you get to the end, it's totally different than what you started with, you know, but the, our program that we use is called Draw.
3: Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it, it's a really good program. And, you know, it's uh, every all of our systems that we use here are all vector based systems. So we have to we have to get everything in that computer with a vector based drawing so we can use our pantographs and different things that we use.
3: That, I know it vector based, could but could you explain for Brylan what that is, uh vector base? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a computer whiz by any <laughs> means, but I, um, I don't really know how to explain that, to tell you the truth.
3: Yeah, it I mean, so Brylan, what it is is it's a math it's a mathematical uh design. In other words, it can scale at any kind of size and you'll never lose the resolution, right? Like so for I, them, they could bring in things that you know at a small size and it's vector based they they can then scale it up to 200 feet if they wanted to and it just doesn't lose any integrity on on the design and i i would imagine that's super crucial when you're dealing with all those intricate designs where oh, yeah. it's got to be scaled yep. I'm but glad then you how
1: doing that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no i this is awesome that's a, I've been looking forward to talking to you guys about mm-hmm. this stuff but then now where do you go from there where how do you go from crell draw to the next step what what's, what happens next
1: well I do I do what we call as a call a proposal drawing you know so you know the the gals in the office they'll give me an idea you know say we're talking about something we're going to put in the catalog be it a piece of jewelry or a buckle or whatever and they'll give me an idea and I'll do a design up give it to them and once that design's approved then then uh, you know there's some paperwork stuff that we do in the background but it goes over to a guy named John Horsley and he's kind of our he's our computer guy you know and and he does some, he does the, what the heck do you, how would I word that? Uh, He does the, yeah, the engineering of the design or whatever, you know, and I mean, I I can't give too much away. (laughs) I'm having a hard time talking through that, but, uh, you know, I mean, he he does our programming. So once that thing's programmed, you know, we'll build an original master or, or, it's the same thing with a custom buckle, believe it or not. I mean, we'll do the exact same process and then we'll start, he'll those things will go to a computer pantograph and they'll pantograph the parts out and we start hand sawing parts. And I mean, that's kind of the short story of it.
3: Yeah. Wow. And then how, because I've seen buckles, cooled colors and things like that. How, mm-hmm. how do you go through that process? Where did like, how do you color that stuff? I mean, you're coloring. Metal, well, well,
1: the, custom buckles we use let's use a gold buckle for an example i mean we got three colors of gold on those we got red green and yellow on those buckles and you know and that's that's how we get that color i mean we're using different kinds of gold
3: oh really so like it's an actual that color oh man oh, oh yeah that's yeah. cool yep i know, I know the,
2: right. the buckles i've seen those colorful yeah 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 talking about and I don't know those that. are titanium yeah titanium <laughs> like, I don't think we've done much of that but it's
3: actual the physical color of that Yep. Yeah, yeah. wow yeah. okay damn I always thought it was like painted or sta- nope, nope. whatever wow color
1: gold Yep. Yeah.
3: it's even cooler now uh when I think about how to do that this is NFR Extra and our guest today Justin and Travis Deacon from Montana Silversmiths NFR Extra follows Cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Brylin Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind The Road to Gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147, on Sirius XM, every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. This is Cody Old, six-time world champion, and you are on NFR Extra. Justin and Travis Deacon from Montana Silversmith is here on NFR Extra. What about the intricate side? Going back to just not necessarily jewelry. When you're putting together things, you know how? What other materials do you work with, or could just kind of like touch on some things you work with? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming diamonds. I mean all kinds of stuff what are some what are some materials that you get to work with or that you look forward to work with besides just the, the silver side of things
2: well so silver is my favorite friend for engraving um but uh, i mean there's all kind you know there's a lot of gold we work with you know precious gems diamonds rubies sapphires and you don't want to drop one of those on the ground which we've all done because <laughs> they're <laughs> not find. but uh but uh, i don't know we use uh what uh What's bimetal,
1: you know? Yeah, we use some bimetal and brass and copper, you know, for your lower yeah. end stuff. There's shoot, there's a lot of materials that we use. It's
3: now, you so guys got cool a cooler stuff. job than you know, man. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you get to work with, I mean, you get to create things. That's what you yeah. get to do, right? Like, yeah. all yeah. the time. Um, Is there anything that, besides the gold buckle, I get it, and trust me, I work in this business on the rodeo side of NFR, so we could beat that drum all day long, which we will as we go through here, but... Is there other? Is there any other unique projects that you got to work on in the past that you were look at I'm like? Man, that was cool. Like I got to work on anything mm-hmm. that's come across the desk that you've gotten to get your hands on.
1: Yeah, lots. Yeah, lots. We've we've built. You take over for that. I mean, we've built a lot of cool buckles for like presidents yeah. and and you know uh, shoot for movie stars, the music people. I mean, we've worked on tons of stuff. Yeah, we've done done a lot of, George. you know, George Strait. I don't know if he does
2: anymore. He used to have that celebrity team roping, uh event, and we got to engrave. You know, George always takes one of those buckles. I think we make three of them, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. You might be, you know, one of those buckles you might be engraving for George Strait. I've engraved the buckle for Jason Aldean before. I like that. Eric I mean, Church. Eric Church. Uh, yeah, you've engraved the buckle for the president. Yeah, <laughs> Nope.
1: Mean, nope. Nice. You never know.
2: It, it, it's cool, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's pretty surreal. That have something that, you know, somebody of that stature is going to wear, you know, you really put pride in that.
3: <laughs> yeah. The pride you put in the work in it, the pride that they wear it, it's all kind of connected. That's yeah. pretty awesome, man. Wow. Uh, So, to, okay. So when you design stuff, there's other buckles for the NFR
1: mm-hmm.
3: again, I want to, cause we were starting to talk about this, but now we'll, we'll come full circle you have all kinds of myriad of different buckles for the NFR. Can you Mm -hmm. walk through those designs and how you approach that? I mean, you know, I'm talking about, right? Like just, there's the, the all around there's rookies and things like that.
1: Well, a lot of the, you know, almost all the NFR buckles have kind of been the same ever since we started, you know? So, so a lot of those are traditional designs that don't change, which is good. You know, I mean, that's, that's good, just like the gold buckles. I mean, the gold buckles have stayed pretty much the same since the seventies, I think. You know, and uh, so it's a it's a traditional design, and they don't want to change it. And and because uh, I mean, you can see some, you can see a world champion walking. You can look at that buckle from a distance. You know what it is. Yeah. You can tell. You know, so but
2: you know, other you know, he's talking about just the design engraving aspect. All those other yeah. ones. I mean, every one of them is different. You know, the design's the same, the standard design, but you know, every pattern we draw, you know, when we're talking, you know, there's designing, which I guess I take designing as pencil and paper. And then there's our our patterns and engraving, patterns and engraving. Um, So every single one, like we've been working on a bunch of buckles lately and every one I've done a different pattern on, you know, for the year end buckles and stuff like that. So everyone has different patterns on it pertaining to engraving. But he's saying, you know, the, the old designs are the same, you know. Yeah,
3: that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. And then if, like, so, all right, let's go back to when you were talking about the timeline. When when do the, when is team Montana Silverman, when do you have to have that thing done? Like when's uh, when do all those buckles have to be done?
1: Well, we shoot for Thanksgiving. You know, that's when when the gals start loading the trailer here and getting ready to head to the NFR. So that's kind of our deadline. So we want to have all those buckles boxed and ready to go by Thanksgiving.
3: Wow, and then through that whole year, obviously you're juggling all kinds of other projects in, sure. in between. um, like for instance, so during the pandemic, um, I would assume that, I mean, people were still buying things. Things were kind of yeah. still coming off the shelves. I mean, yep. how did, how did that, how did you guys, how did you have to work through them? Because you're working <laughs> tight corn. I mean, everyone's had their own kind of way and how they had to do things. We went but... home and worked. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yep. wow.
1: I've got, we've got engraving benches set up at home. So as that mm-hmm. stuff started rolling through here and we both got sick and everybody got sick and we just took our stuff home and kept working. <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah.
3: So, wow. That's um yeah. Well, at least you, I mean, and then we had the rodeo, which is awesome. And I mean, which again goes back to the gold buckle and the mystique of that. Um. But anyways, so, all right, let's talk about you guys working together, right? So <laughs> touch on this. How, like, how do you guys work together? I mean, who does what, I mean, how, you know, how does that work the process for you guys? And, or do you guys have separate, you know, areas that you work in?
1: We do have separate areas I'm the boss and that's the way it ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for now. No, uh, actually, actually, he and I working together is awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, we have a great relationship, you know, I, uh, even outside of work, we spend almost every day together. You know, we, we run a small ranch out North here. And, and, uh, so we got a little batch of red Angus cows that we run and that keeps us pretty busy, busy after work. And, uh, and the kid won't let me do anything by myself and I'm glad cause I'm getting old and fat. So he, uh, he comes and helps me a lot, but we have a, we have a really good relationship and, and, uh, I'm proud of that. And, uh, and we work together well i mean i i'm probably a little tougher on him than i am the other guys because he's my kid but but uh he knows me and 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 it works out well it really does we we don't really bonk heads too bad at work believe it yeah. or not <laughs> yeah, but
2: it's you know it's a good thing because like he was just saying he never candy coated anything for me you know it's my dad he can say anything to me so i'd bring him something like man i, I think i did good and he'd be like well that looks like crap, you know, so, not, you know, I n- never, never out of meanness, but uh, no, he'd just tell me how it is, you know, and uh, I, I'm thankful for that. And I, you know I'm very, very lucky. I mean, no, I can't think anybody else that's ever had an opportunity like this. So I, I mean, I'm beyond lucky, but you know, it is really good. And yeah, some days bonk heads being around each other all the time, but good days by far outweigh the bad days, you know, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool to be able to, you know, not many people can say they, they get to do
3: something like that you know <laughs> absolutely so when all right travis when did you I mean, obviously the boss okay yeah. but at what point did where how old were you because you're a young dude man so at what point was it like okay all right i got now i get to do this i'm not just kind of setting things up or bringing coffee to everybody or whatever yeah. it is we're doing at what how long ago was that when did you start kind of
2: well well, I started in 2012 and, you know, for the first couple of years, I was pretty, you know, you do a lot of training those first couple of years. And I remember the first my first project I ever did was a little buckle. I just had a little tiny bit of stuff on it and I just barely did that. And I sat that down all those guys back there like, well, you just made your first contribution to the company. You know, that was pretty cool. And that's been a long time ago, but I don't know about, let's see, it's been nine years. So probably about starting four or five years ago, I really started getting involved with things and, and step trying to step up, you know, and, and really perfect my craft. And, and I, I, get to work on all the cool stuff, you know, and, and it's, it's awesome. And uh,
0: so, yeah, I guess
2: I, I would say around five years ago ish, that's wow. when I really started to, to come into my own, I suppose. And, but I mean, it takes years and you never stop learning. I'm learning new things every day, you know, so it's, you know, you never stop learning, but, uh, you know, trying to work my way up slowly.
3: <laughs> no. So, since this is an art, right? And you can always learn from others or you see, you get other ideas. How, how do you, how do you get better at the ideas or things? I mean, do you travel around the world? Do you go see other things? Do you, cause there's this, or do you just kind of stay with your flow and, and as things come and consciously you just kind of pull it out of the air?
2: The be, uh, Looking at good engraving is uh, I mean, just looking at it. And that's the cool thing about being in this building, everywhere you look, there's engraving and, uh, and, uh, And so I got engraving all around me all the time. And if I'm working on something, I'll just look over and what, you know, what did he do? And, and, you know, just looking and studying good engraving and not looking at the bad stuff, not looking at that rushed stuff, you know, don't, don't even look at that. To me, that's been very helpful and just studying that really good engraving because there's little, little tiny things in there that you'd never notice that if you're an engraver, you notice that and it makes sense. And you go, well, now I can apply that to my next you know my next project so that that's really helped me just studying really good engraving.
3: so like in the and other ideas don't come from other things right you don't like if you don't just saying, like if you're out and you see stuff or and you're in vegas oh, sure. and, yeah i mean kind of ideas i mean and then do you think about those things like do you guys come down here for vegas for all 10 days
1: no, no. we get we get to go down every once in a while we're gonna go this year where we'll be down there for about four days and, and yeah, we're always looking
2: around snapping pictures, all kinds of, you know, all, I, I got a ton of pictures in my phone of, of cool lettering we've seen, or, or, you know, dad's one showed me that he's like, you see something cool He's like, take a picture of it. And, and we've done that lots of times. And, and, you know, you asked me earlier if I design, I've designed a little tiny bit, not much, but, uh, uh I, but I'm, I'm working on it. And, uh, and, you know, one of the designs I did do was I took a picture of this cool sign one time and that's where I got my start from. So that's, you know, one of the few set designs I have done, I got it from an idea I saw out in the world somewhere, you know?
3: Yeah, because you take, like, your master, like, your guys's approach, right, and what you do and the, the craftsmanship. And, like, m- imagine, I don't know, I'm just, this is Vegas guy, me, but, like, we got the Vegas sign, and you were able to make yeah. this badass, like, just buckle with, like, that Vegas sign, the mm-hmm. iconic Vegas sign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some cheap versions out there that look not really great and stuff like that, but I could imagine seeing what you guys do would be phenomenal. Yeah.
1: yeah Cause man designs everywhere. Yep. I mean, it's everywhere. Everything you look at, has got some sort of design to it. You just gotta be willing to open up your eyes and see it. You know, that's the problem. You know, you, you just look around and there's, I mean, I, I've gotten ideas off of furniture and clothes and I mean, you just gotta be able to just look and see.
3: And you know? for extra, with our guests, master engravers Justin and Travis Deacon, we'll wrap up our conversation after the break.
0: December in Vegas. What does that mean? It's time for the Wrangler NFR and the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas, the ultimate shopping and entertainment experience. Catch live shows on the Ariat Rodeo Live Stage, the Yeti Junior World Finals autograph sessions and much more open daily with free admission at the las vegas convention center visit nfrexperience.com for details the cowboy channel cowboy christmas it's all here the Yeti Junior World Final. He is back in Vegas. From December 2nd through 11th, the next generation of rodeo stars will compete at the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. Held daily inside the Wrangler Rodeo Arena. Visit NFRExperience.com for details.
4: This is Shania Twain, and you're
3: listening to NFR Extra. NFR Extra with Justin and Travis Deacon from Montana Silversmiths there was something else that i saw and this was just i'd looked through a lot of your guys's category just all the stuff that you offer at montana silversmith mm-hmm. but there's symbols right like i know we talk about stories behind gold behind buckles and things mm-hmm. like that how deep do you get with those symbols right there's feathers i mean there's arrows i mean is that something that comes over your guys's plate and kind of oh, yeah how yeah. can you explain a little bit about that
1: it's just it's kind of trends you know i mean that's where our marketing group comes in you know They kind of follow those trends and sometimes you know feathers are hot feathers are always hot seems like you know we we engrave a lot of feathers yes a lot of but uh but uh you know i mean there's a lot of other things you know southwest was huge for years you know and and it just kind of goes in trends like that you know so i mean you just you never know what the heck's going to be the next thing
3: so when you say marketing so marketing will come to you with some sort of like kind of concepts or things that they're yeah. looking at or that gotcha wow
1: yeah exactly
3: And do you meet a lot or is it just off I mean just kind of like ebbs oh, and Oh no
1: stuff. we talk daily pretty much
3: Wow yeah yeah And then 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 set tones I mean cuz again I was looking through your just the library of everything you guys have it's, yeah. just, it's a lot of stuff That's
1: yeah, stuff you know believe it or not you wouldn't think so but it's tough to sit in a room and come up with new ideas all day long.
3: Yeah. You yeah. Know, and then you got to go execute them, right? Like you know, that's... we do
1: catalog, we do a couple catalogs a year. So, I mean, I've, it never quits, It never stops. So you're constantly looking for new ideas and new things. And every once in a while you hit on something that really does really well. And we'll play off of that. You know, we'll, we'll build more stuff, parts that go with it. You know, if, say it's a buckle, you know, that does really well. You know just a little western more buckle we'll we'll do some jewelry sets to go with it and and that's kind of that's kind of how that rolls
3: yeah wow yeah that's i mean constantly creating you got it someone comes up with an idea then now it's got to be executed and yeah just that whole process do you ever get to speaking of gold buckles do you like how often do you get to meet the champions does that ever happen for you guys
1: yeah not too much Mm. well i mean I know, I know a lot of guys, you know, growing up around rodeo and stuff. I know some of them guys, but, but uh no, that's kind of, Cali kind of gets in on that world. And we just, we just sit and watch. Uh, <laughs>
3: have Have you ever met Trevor Brazil? Because he's got a ton of your gold buckles. No, I never
1: have met <laughs> him. Have. I haven't.
3: Well, we got to make that happen, man. When you guys are down here, <laughs> yeah, <and beauty>. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure, man. Oh yeah i'd like to see old parker breading win a gold buckle i'm rooting for him but he just lives down the road from us Uh, we've known them guys for a long time him and his dad and his mom and and, uh, i'm always rooting for him he's a hell of a bull rider
3: it's got to be tough knowing you guys like it's like as a rodeo guy like man you're just you're close enough but (laughs) you can't just hand it to them right like they they gotta earn that yeah wow that's awesome man um well I you know guys this this is fantastic man I again you know the gold buckle the stories behind them there's a million of them when it comes to folks winning them and talking about how they're made and which is fascinating in itself and I let me just tell you something that was like got us as an interview so we were um God, um we Colby earlier this year you know after he won his team or his team mm-hmm. opening gold buckle right we were he was talking about he was talking about giving it up or like what he was doing, what he was in the business for. And he talked about, t- I don't know, he was working out in the ranch or something like that. And he had just taken his belt off and put it up on the on the dashboard. And there was just, it was just a regular buckle. Mm-hmm. And it froze him for a moment where he, cause mind you, he was kind of like, what am I doing this for him? You know, it's like, yeah. it was always the gold buckle, but he was never getting it right. And he was winning money and was like, oh, well, you know, you, you made it to the NFR. And, I, he, you know, and I think every man and woman goes to this at some point, if you're chasing something and he's like, you know, what if that was a gold buckle? And if I, I think it finally hit him was like, man, the only reason I'm doing this is for the gold buckle. And he went into the next year focused on legitimately winning it. Like he was not going to be happy with anything else. And that's what he was getting. You know, a lot of these, the Tom Brady's of the world, they have that kind of built in them. And then he went through the whole year and it was like crazy. Cause he had a friendship with a, uh, with a young gentleman that died of cancer and it really kind of pushed him. And, and if you watched his interviews in Texas, every time they won, he was not happy. You know, the people were texting him, and they're like, "Hey man, you should be happier there." And he's like, "I'm not because I don't have that gold buckle yet." And they're like, they were halfway through," and he would talk about when they're up on stage when they would win. All the other people, even his partner, you know, that uh, everyone that had gold buckles, and he would look at him, he's like, "Man, that's like it just it it drove him crazy." and to the point where it just drove them to to win and they were not i mean they, they almost lost it yeah and uh man to talk to him about that gold buckle and again it just goes back to your guys' craftsm- craftsmanship all that why people chase this thing and i gotta tell you that dude was on the other side of the earth you know kind of with happiness and that he mm-hmm. achieved that and this this whole story and again i mean it's the gold buckle is what it's all about i mean granted it comes with like big checks right i mean it's right (laughs) that that pays the bills but just fascinating what like um is there any so you're rodeo guys is there any moments that you look back for someone that you know obviously won a gold buckle that you created that you're that you i mean how much deep of a fan are you with rodeo is it bull riding is it team roping is it Mm. saddle Is what what do you love about rodeo
1: oh hell, i I've been around rodeo my whole life, you know, but uh, I, uh, I, I'm a bull riding fan. Of course, you know, my dad rode bulls and my brother rode bulls. We all did a little bit, you know, my son crawled on a pile of them and, and uh, I, I just always loved bull riding, you know, and as I've gotten older and fatter, I like to team rope a little bit, but (laughs) (laughs) just for fun though, man, you get money on the line, I go to shit. so. So, anyways
2: oh but i like to i like to root for the the montana guys most of the time you know and uh, no i don't follow it to a t or nothing but i usually always know who's who's you know who's in the nfr and everything of course you know who's going good in the prca and you know, i like to just root for our local guys a lot of the guys i know so it, it's cool to root for those guys but anybody out there i mean
1: yeah.
2: rooting for everybody you know <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, just really love, a, I love yeah. the sport of
2: rodeo i love to watch it i love to be in it and yeah, i mean it just it's awesome it's really yeah. a cool thing
3: well i gotta tell you what's cool man is that you father and son get to work together and you work in such a niche business right i know this probably happens all across the country but unique to you and what you get to do and, and what's so important of this you know what we get to do is for the national funnels rodeo and i to tell you guys this was a this was a great conversation man i yeah. thank you like very yeah. much i uh yeah, this is cool. So I had no idea, like, just kind of the, the the niche bit. I I had an idea, but to understand that there's only so many few of you guys. Uh, it sounds like Travis, you got to have kids, man, or something like. So you know. can start. I've
1: been after him. <laughs> man, he's got a cute little girlfriend. I'm like, what's the holdup? What's the I'm getting old. <laughs> you, got,
3: you got to have more uh, silversmith. It's, yeah. You got to be able to pass this down, man. It's uh, yeah. get keep it growing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Well, guys, I seriously, thank you for coming on. Yeah. This was fantastic. You did better than you thought, man. So there's, we I
2: appreciate
1: it. It was fun. Yeah.
3: Well, thank you. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people don't understand the work that goes into this. They just see it and they know that it's, it's, a, yeah. it's an important thing. But I think the more important part is how much pride you guys put into it and the process that it does. And it, man, it's all year, which now you tell me about Thanksgiving and whatnot. So, yeah. wow, man. Yeah. And here we are. 2021 Wrangler NFR, people chasing them gold buckles, man. It's pretty awesome. Many thanks to Justin and Travis Deacon from Montana Silversmith for visiting NFR Extra.
4: Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit NFRExperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.
3: NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. Gotta make it out the
0: back, good. the big boys round. With the ropers and the racers and the boos and the browns. And the ladies in the skin tight wrangers and the cowboy hats. And it don't